You know what? It's fine. You mean to turn mine up or down a little bit? No, yours is good. Okay. Hey guys. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. We hope that the first one was good. Sid is so nervous. I said the second version. Oh man, the second episode is. I'm more nervous for the second episode. Quaking in her boots. I don't know why. Literally. It's like we've done this already, but it like it feels like this is this is actual like episode episodes. So I guess that's why I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm literally. Which literally makes sense for the topic. How are you? How's your week been? It's been good. We talked about this. Oh yeah. Finals. It is finals week. I had my last final yesterday, so I'm chilling. Like. I literally have nothing to do for, like, the next week. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You're going to do this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, 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 summer? Summer? How is your summer looking? Are you excited for summer? I'm excited for summer. What are you doing this summer? Um, what are you doing this summer? Um, I am going to be literally nothing different (laughs) than regular school. Just work. Like, school work. School work. Research. Whoa, I just got really loud. Oh, you did? Right there. That's crazy. Summer is like a third semester. It's literally not a break anymore. Like in high school, it was a break. No, yeah. And now it's just a third semester. Literally. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah. Would you like to introduce the topic, Sid? Okay, this is the topic that I've been excited about. As if it's not our first one. Um, It's called, as you see by the title, Am I Qualified? And really, it's just like us kind of questioning to ourselves, like, are we even qualified to do a podcast because when we were first talking about the idea it felt so like daunting and scary and it's like are we even like do we even have the credentials for this (laughs) the credentials so like that's kind of my seminary for this or what i know so it's like that's kind of my that was like my idea of it i don't know it was like does like because you know sometimes like doing public things like this it's a little different than like i don't know just living out your faith like without it being like a public thing i guess coming into the public like put making it a more public thing seems more like i don't know like you have to have some more qualification or something yeah i agree it's like it's a lot scarier Mm -hmm. and i feel like this question applies to like a lot of things in life in general like Mm -hmm. with school and like college and like relationships and work and like everything Mm -hmm. like i feel like it, it started with like this but it actually applies to like literally everything yeah but yeah imposter syndrome yeah Ooh. yeah yeah imposter syndrome if you guys don't know is like i guess the way i would describe it is like when you're in a room and you feel like you don't belong there yeah. because you're not qualified enough yeah i'd say that's like the best way to put it mm-hmm. i feel like we experienced that a lot in college yeah our school is not just a pwi it's like a, it's like a PWI squared. It's like, <laughs> it's like so bad. It's like nobody here that looks like us. Yeah. And then it's like not even a lot of girls here. So mm-hmm. I feel like coming into college, that was like a pretty hard thing to experience too. Just like imposter syndrome and, and fear. And then it makes you question like, should I even be doing this? And like, do I want to do this? And yeah. like all the things. And I think, too, being a Christian makes that little, like, adds even more factors to it. It's, like, you go from being a minority to, like, even more of a minority when it's... (laughs) To go from being a minority to to even even more of a minority. minority. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your faith, your... your, uh, It's okay. Your faith makes, like, that circle a little smaller. No, yeah. 
completely like literally coming into um this school like finding friends like it's already hard if you're a minority and then you're a double minority Mm -hmm. but then like adding faith on top of that even though that's like your first thing in general yeah it's still like it just makes everything so much harder because it's like i don't know it's like the way people even bond and make friends and this episode isn't about friends but it just applies like Mm -hmm. when you go about making friends most people make their friends in college through like partying or like sorority life or like all the things not saying sorority life is bad or anything but just saying that it's a lot of things like i just don't do and like it's just like i don't know like social drinking is just not it's just not a thing for me and it's it's because of like our faith you know like Mm -hmm. we just don't do that and yeah that definitely all circles back to like imposter syndrome i think it's like we have or at least for me it's like there's a different standard for those that i call my closest friends so it's like that circle is very very small and it's very exclusive like it's hard to get into I feel like that's something that, wow, this is not about friends, but, like, we but definitely like, should do an should, episode we're gonna on do this. An, we wrote this down to do an episode yeah. about friends. But it's, like, Especially there's, college yeah, for sure. There's, like, a high barrier of entry to be called a friend, yeah. or there should be. I feel like nowadays it's, like, very easy. But I think it's an important thing, especially when you go to college, to, like, make sure that you still keep those standards of, like, the people you want to keep closest around you. Agreed. Why do we have this idea that we have to be qualified as Christians? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wh- where does that pressure come from? I feel like that comes from... I feel like... Oh, gosh. See, even now I feel pressure because I'm like, yeah. if I answer wrong, it just yeah. feels like I'm leading people astray. But I think it comes from two places. It comes from a place of, like, loving people mm-hmm. and, like, wanting them to be led in the right direction Mm -hmm. but also just like church structure in general i feel like like how because like you have like pastors and like most of them have gone to seminary and like you have all these different like like there's so many standards that have to be met before someone is even called to lead just like in history Mm -hmm. like nowadays we have youtube and like podcasting and like all these different things that like anyone can sign up for and anyone can do like on tiktok like anyone Mm -hmm. can be a tiktok preacher you know and so now i feel like i don't know i feel like it just adds even more pressure to people who want to spread the right thing not Mm -hmm. saying that tiktok preachers are like all bad or anything or podcasters are bad like hello but it's just like (laughs) you have had your your bad share of people taking the mic when they definitely shouldn't have when Mm -hmm. in history it wasn't really like that but i also think it's interesting because like the people in the bible like they weren't trained in seminary like peter and john like they weren't trained preachers they Mm -hmm. just loved jesus and they just told people about jesus you know like and they were like our age too like when they met jesus like Mm -hmm. a lot of scholars say that they were like young adults like most movies paint them out to be like in their like gray-haired age and it's like no like they were like a lot of people believe that peter was like early 20s or like like late teens even Mm -hmm, just because mm -hmm. of like when jesus had to heal his mother-in-law and like that implying that he is a wife but you got married really young back then and like all these different things and like i think i was hearing i learned i heard somewhere that like when like the way the jewish culture was like worked i don't know if it still does that way but like Mm -hmm. you 
had to like that you re- you reached a certain age and then once you reach that age it was like time for you to be discipled by somebody wow. so you wanted like rabbis to be like over you mm-hmm. and so in their case it was jesus who was over them right. which is why a lot of scholars believe that like the disciples were young people mm-hmm. not all of them like the age range was wide right it's just that they weren't like 60 you mm-hmm. know so yeah that was really random no, but no, i no, feel no, like that's not. yeah because i feel like age is one of those factors too yeah that makes almost that feeling of unqualified no, you know literally like the way i was literally talking about this mm-hmm. about how parents like can make you just like growing up how family structures are too like yeah. your parents can just easily make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about because you're young and like mm-hmm. teachers do the same thing it's like yeah. oh you didn't graduate here like you didn't know what you're talking about and like i don't know i feel like all of that like shows up in all these different areas but it affects why we feel like well i'm probably not qualified for this right in a spiritual area when in reality when god tells you you're ready that means you're ready right. moses you know mm. like yeah because like you said the disciples were young and like i feel like age I, the only benefit, I feel like, wisdom is not come with age. Wisdom comes with experiences. Yeah. So it's like, you may be old. Snaps for Sid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you may be older, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have spiritual maturity or oh, wisdom. Oh, yeah, no. So I feel like that can come at a young age. And I feel like it doesn't mean that it's fully matured in us or fully reached its potential. But it's like, spiritual maturity can come, can develop at any age, you oh, know? yeah. And I think that that's that's one of those things that's like we have to combat is like we're not qualified enough because of our age or our lack of experience. It's like spiritual maturity can start now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you're super wise for your age. I feel like. Oh, stop it! Shut up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should literally hear this girl when she gives advice. No, like, this girl has brought me through. Please, Sid, <laughs> Sid is like Sid is literally my sister in Christ, sister to the fullest. Literally, like literally 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 <laughs> like the sister i've uh, but the way I've you almost said is- i've always had i mean the sister i've never had but always wanted you're the sister i always wanted should we start crying right now yes <laughs> yes it's so weird no but actually though yeah yeah you're very wise for your age and Thank it's you. not like i'm saying that like we're the same age but like mm-hmm. we i don't know I just, I just completely agree because like, mm-hmm. you have so many adults in church who also are like, not spiritual, living mature. off the milk. Yeah, like, yeah. Not maturity, spiritual. maturity is more important than age. I feel like. No, yeah, and that's like, one thing I've enjoyed sometimes with listening to younger preachers. It's yeah. like they have. It's like they check the older congregation mm-hmm. of like don't think that just because i'm young that i'm disqualified right timothy mm-hmm. like paul saying this to tim like don't right. think that just because your age is here that you can't lead people because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. and like i don't know I-, I think that's also very interesting that like crowds are very quick to not listen to a younger preacher or feel like they can apply their advice when in reality like like just don't think that their age is what should signify if you should be able to listen to them or not like and i feel like i feel like social media helps with that or at least it helps my confidence with that is because like you were saying there's the pool is so wide of like young people yeah there's so many young voices now that i feel like it gives me a little bit more confidence yeah whereas like back in the day 
back in the day. It's crazy, but like before social media, you know, like that may not have been as common, or we may not have had as much credibility as now because it's more common. Yeah. But I think also the Bible. Or, like, the idea of having to, like, be educated at seminary and all that. It's, like, the Bible is a book that's accessi- accessible to, like, anyone. Yeah. So, like, we can all be educated exactly. on the knowledge of God. And that's not, like, seminary has a lot of value, I'm sure. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But I think at least, like... That doesn't disqualify yeah. you just yeah. because you haven't gone. Like, like, God allows everyone to get to know him through his word and by the spirit. It's not something that, like, can only come by schooling you know so i think it really is about relationship it really is and it's like with any other relationship you know if you work on that relationship you'll get to know the person more if you put invest time into that relationship you'll get to know the person more so it's like the same thing with good that is so true it is about the relationship that is literally so true and i feel like going off of that like Mm -hmm. with people not being willing to listen to others there is this level of like pride that's there yeah and it's like the closer you are in relationship to god the more humble you really are Mm -hmm. and i feel like when you have like that close proximity with the lord and the humility is that high because of that then you are way more willing to listen to anyone Mm -hmm. not not just anyone because you Mm -hmm. have discernment but it's also like no matter what they look like, you're so much more likely to listen to them just because of that humility that's in your heart, yeah. which comes from close relationships. That's yeah. so true. It's just like, if I was making a podcast about you. About me? About you. Like, oh. if it wasn't about, like, about Faith, me. if it was just okay. about you, like, that's really about weird. But like, <laughs> but, like, follow me, follow me. Follow okay, me, so, follow like, me. <laughs> like, if I was making a podcast about you and I didn't know you, then like that would be disqualification yeah to make a podcast about you what and like so i guess it's kind of the same thing like with this it's like we are getting to know god not that we fully do but it's like it's a constantly developing process of getting to know god in this relationship and the more we learn i guess it's like the more we we can share you know and i feel like it's just kind of like talking through the growth in that relationship it's not like a we've reached the pinnacle so we're going to like no it's more like we're growing and getting to know god and we're just yeah yeah as well as As with you with you we're just talking about it yeah that's it it. and it's like a way to like encourage you as the audience to like also pursue that relationship with god yeah as we do because there's strength in like it's so encouraging i guess to see like even like on tiktok like i don't have tiktok anymore but i know before like seeing like young people on tiktok pursuing a relationship with god is like really what helped me to do so yeah and so yeah and so it's like you don't have to be educated or older to be qualified it's like you just need to be like learning about or developing your relationship with god and you can speak on it and encourage others no yeah i think it's it's a really beautiful thing that like doesn't have to be such a high caliber yeah yeah I, i agree like if he calls you you just have to do it mm-hmm. like that's that's when you're qualified if you yeah. aren't called to do it then you can't force it yeah you yeah. can't force it in therefore you are not qualified mm-hmm. but when you are just responding to a call then no matter what it's going to be blessed because moses was not called to mm. or qualified really to you know lead those israelites that's a lot of people he literally killed someone right like he, he, was a and murderer. he has a stutter like he is not even a good speaker and to get what people estimate to be like over one million people to Mm. move into the wilderness like that is a large like you have to know how to speak to one million people for them to listen to you and it's like god uses 
because God called him, even though like he didn't have like, I guess the best speaking voice or whatever, like God handled that. Mm. And like through his weaknesses, you were able to see God. And I feel like if we did all that we had to do to like be quote unquote qualified, like go to seminary and do all this and do all the other stuff, then like God could never really shine through our humanness if we like cover it up with trying to just compensate everything yeah Yeah. compensate for all of our weaknesses Mm -hmm. like the beauty of moses story is that like he wasn't qualified but god made him qualified by Mm. coming through for him in all the areas that he wasn't yeah like god's strength shows through in our like weaknesses and our limitations yeah that's beautiful and like david we all know the story of david yeah David, david david fell hard like and I think one another thing is, like, that kind of is, like, a mental, not a mental block, but I guess a li- mental limitation or barrier for me is, like, sin. Does yeah. sin, like, does sin disqualify you from being publicly, I guess, like, a public servant of the Lord? No. It does not. No. <laughs> Y'all get to hear Bree sing first. No. <laughs> but, like, that's another thing. That's, like, a real thing. It's, like, if I just, you know, like... If I'm struggling with something of my own, like, how can I, you know, talk about God? Yeah. You know? So many people deal with that, like, shame. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's actually, like, hilarious how the enemy works. It's kind of comical. Like, literally will shy you out of talking to someone else about something when you're struggling. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, it it is pride because it's Mm -hmm. like, that almost implies that you think that you whether you sinned or not that like you like if you hadn't sinned you are better than and Mm. can talk to them you know what i'm saying like yeah it's and it's like not like that like you've sinned whether you had sinned or not you are on the same level as the person you're talking to yeah you know like just because you sin doesn't yeah you know there's nothing that we like there's no amount of sinning or not sinning that's gonna make us more qualified in god's eyes like it's not like he's sitting there like tallying up right and being like well now you're disqualified but from doing the podcast you know? and that was like so me like i my first year of college that was like all i thought about i just had this idea that like god was just like tallying mm. all of my mistakes and like everything and like was ready to take away like all of my blessings, blessings as soon as favorite. i messed up and right. it's like i had to be told like that's really not how god works and yeah. i think it was because i just kind of grew up with a lot of like old testament teaching and that Mm -hmm. was just what i knew and god obviously like god i don't think well no god does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever but i definitely think you just see a different side of god in the old testament yeah and then in the new testament you see jesus you see grace you see but that doesn't mean that his wrath necessarily went away yeah and it doesn't mean that his grace suddenly increased it had always been there it's just that you see the different sides i guess and even mm-hmm. the old testament you see so much grace but i think you also see i think it's not that it happens more in one than the other i just think it's more it's noted more yeah in the old testament because yeah. lot's wife when she turned into that <laughs> salt, salt it's yeah it's crazy i think it's like because it was a lot of, like, God trying to separate the Israelites from yeah. the rest of the world. And it was, like, the beginning and the origins of that. It had to be a lot more... Um, Extractor, maybe. Yeah, like, there had to be a lot more restrictions in order for them to be set apart from the world. For yeah. him to, like, distinguish them and establish them as his people. But That's I guess so the New true. Testament is, like, 
like god coming to earth in human form yeah as savior as king like that's it's just different it is different and it's like the same in a way because then you still see like the new testament when Mm -hmm. ananias and his wife i don't know if that's the wife's name i can't remember but like Mm -hmm. when they were giving like their things away to the temple or to the disciples or whatever this was like after pentecost and everything like they just like died immediately because they lied about like what they gave and it's just like that's like that quick the same holy god yeah the same holy god exactly like he still exists there and so to think that he's just one way here and new testament god just is whatever like that's not yeah thing either it's just like it's just showing all of his personality like you Mm -hmm. can be both like you're he's god like Mm -hmm. he can be both if he wanted to and he is he is holy and he is love simultaneously which is crazy to like even think about but yeah yeah um i i feel that and like i'm like how does a holy god like forgive me of every single sin and continue to have favor in my life and it makes no sense like when i feel like like if i was god i would not be forgiving me i would be sick of me i was just reading judges and the amount of times (laughs) the amount of times that he forgives these people it makes me sick like i would be yes i'm sitting there dude i'm sitting there reading judges and i'm frustrated like i'm like i'm 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 sweating getting acne over this i'm angry (laughs) i'm like why do y'all keep going back to these people and they're not doing anything for you and god is sitting here continues to forgive them and redeem them and restore them and i'm like that's literally me. I am I am Israel. No, literally. I keep doing the same things, running back to my sin, like a dog to its, it's vomit. vomit. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I and I look at the Israelites and I get upset and I'm no, like, yeah. that's the same punching the air, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> that is the what? same gracious God that keeps doing the same for me and continues to have favor in my life. And so I can't sit there and be like, My sin disqualifies me from In fact, it should be like I should my reaction to my sin should be to serve the lord even more fervently it should be to not stay in that but to move forward and to like dedicate and invest time to getting to know the lord to serving the lord because i feel like that's how you overcome sin if you like just focus on your sin and stay in that and don't you know make an effort to repent then that's how that sin starts to become mm, controlling over your life that's how you become a slave to that sin but when you accept the grace that god gives you and you know you commit that energy to serving him and like reading the word and getting up out of that place like it's so powerful and so i feel like when i like when whenever we all we all struggle with sin it's like committing to repenting from that and yeah just like i don't know we can't let our sin control us Mm -hmm, we can't stop us have our how we experience our relationship with god yeah, and we can't we can't let it stop us from what God wants us to do because yeah. then the enemy wins. Exactly. As soon as our sin keeps us from our purpose and as soon as our sin holds us down from what God wants us to accomplish yeah. and the things that we're supposed to do for his kingdom. Yeah. We're just being prideful and we're just we're just being selfish. Exactly. And it's so interesting of like pride. Pride just like shows up in so many different ways and yeah. this isn't going to be about pride, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like when you talk about pride people just always think of like arrogance and like mm. narcissism and it's like no pride is you can thinking that you too. can right that yeah. you can actually that you actually think that you can work your way up to being worthy uh, like mm. for god or something mm-hmm. or like you can actually 
do enough works to excuse your sin or like you know or do or earn his favor right earn his favor or like say sorry enough or clean up your own mess just enough to like that is also pride and pride like Mm -hmm. comes up in so many other ways yeah but like i don't know i feel like understanding that for me i had to understand that that, like Mm -hmm. pride wasn't just arrogance like me being prideful is not accepting god's grace yeah not accepting god's grace and there's also a difference between being not prideful and not or being prideful and not humble Mm -hmm. like i don't want to just be oh no no no. what i'm saying is i don't want to just be like not prideful i want to be humble yeah like because you can be not prideful that doesn't necessarily mean that you're humble you know that's good being humble is a choice exactly being humble is an intention i have a verse i want to find oh your phone's right there okay it's from psalms 50 i just gotta i don't want to misquote it so give me a sec but like this was so good in the meantime have you guys ever had like gas in your chest oh <laughs> in your chest <laughs> have you ever just had it going through your body and just like yeah like acid rest out yes yeah. makes everything tight oh guys mm, is it 50 you just had to eat that fruit <laughs> now i got gas in my back <laughs> She wanted to eat that fruit. Maybe it's 51. Yeah, it's 51. I like Psalm 53, 54, 55. Should I like read this whole psalm or is that too much? Okay, guys, I have Psalm 51. Psalm 51 is a great psalm for when you feel like you've just sinned. I mean, not when you feel like. Had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I meant when you sin, when you just sin and you're feeling distant from God and you're feeling like you can't come back to God. So, like, I'll go back to David, right? Because David wrote this song. David... Oh, but read the intro. Do yeah. you know the intro? Uh, no, go ahead. The intro literally says... Oh, the context, yeah. Yes, the context of it. Okay, explain. Does yours have it? Mine? Yes. Okay, in the NLT version, Psalm 51, the top literally says, For the choir director, a psalm of David, regarding the time Nathan the prophet came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Mm. that is so like explain, explain the story in case okay anybody doesn't know so in case anyone does not know correct me if i'm wrong this Sid. part is just history yeah this part is history i'm just saying i don't want to misquote anything mm-hmm. but essentially what had happened is david saw this woman bathsheba bathing on the top of a roof and uh, he wanted her went after her had sex with her mm-hmm. she most definitely was a married woman mm-hmm. um And essentially what he did after he committed adultery was have her husband killed and took her as his wife. And that is like the, I, hopefully I did not get anything wrong in that story. But then after that, Nathan, the prophet, he basically told David what he did without telling David that David was the one who did it. And Mm -hmm. Nathan asked him like, so what do you think should be the punishment for this? And Mm -hmm. David said what the punishment was. And Mm -hmm. Nathan then was like, this was you you did this mm. and then david was just like so heartbroken over that and i don't this is the part where i was getting stumped because i actually don't remember if david was in his heart like running from god and like god used nathan to like bring him back mm. and like got nate or david was trying to avoid god you get what i'm saying yeah, or if I it know. was like and david just was like clueless so i feel like i was taught that like for some reason, David was just, like, clueless. And I just don't think that that's just true. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gotta be more complex. It's it. gotta be way more complex. Yeah. I think I heard the story when I was young, and they were just like, oh, you didn't really know. I'm yeah. Like, right. Okay. Continue. <laughs> no, I think that was a really great summary. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, so we would all recognize murder and adultery, obviously, as does the Ten Commandments, as sin. Yeah. And I feel like those are sins that we elevate, even though, you know, God sees all sin as sin, as a holy God. But, like, at least for us, we would see murder and adultery as pretty big sins. Yeah. And so how can David come back from this? How can he come back from these huge, unforgivable sins? Well... Here's what he says in Psalm 51. He says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Okay, verse 8, he says, Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Ooh, there's so much in 12 and 13. Anyways, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. Hello! Because we Uh, can't work for him! Period, David! If y'all don't hear anything else, listen to this. (laughs) Listen to this verse. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So I'm going to stop there. Ugh. You told me that. Isn't that crazy? You, like, literally told me that verse once. God does not desire... And this is Old Testament. Yeah. God does not desire burnt offering. You do not desire a sacrifice, or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, oh God. So, Jeez Louise! Like, he starts off lamenting over his sin, as he should, because sin should break our hearts. Yeah. You know, it should, it should be something that we lament over and that we feel you know, that we feel a type of way about and shouldn't be something that we're callous towards. Um, because if we want to follow God, we should love the things that we that he loves yeah. and hate the things that he hates. But then he goes into pleading with God, saying, asking God to wash him and asking God to cleanse him and to separate his sins from him and ask that God would not turn his face from him, which is almost to me sounds like, please don't take your favor away from me. Like, yeah. please don't, you know, yeah. just cast me out, right? So it turns into this pleading and then it's like, and then it turns into like it it turns into like almost him saying that I can't work like him talking to himself. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always read David's Psalms as like diary entries. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. him Ooh, that's getting good. it out and yeah. like him crying out to God, but then like God responding to him and like him writing all of that down and like yeah. recording it all and then like his own thoughts because mm-hmm. it does go like all around the world and then, yeah. and then it's like telling us truth and it's like he's reminding himself of that like yeah you do not desire a sacrifice or i would offer one you do not want a burnt offering the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit and you will not reject a broken and repentant heart and that's like the only i don't even know how we got onto this but like no. that's like the only thing that like god really desires mm. and then we see like in romans 8 and it's like yeah. there's no condemnation no for condemnation. those in christ jesus yeah make sure i also don't misquote that no no you got it and i and like there's no point even after david committed the sin 
and even after we commit the sins that we deem the biggest in our life, as if we aren't sinning every single day. Right. But as if God doesn't see them the all sins, as equal. Right. Like, the sins that we recognize, right? Yeah. There's no point in our lives where we're more worthy of God's grace yeah. before or after that sin. There's no... It's not like after the sin, we're less worthy of his grace. We've yeah. never done anything to, to earn or deserve place. it. So it's something that we should always just accept yeah. with with very, very grateful hearts. No, yeah, very <laughs> grateful hearts. That's so true. Yeah, it definitely says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Sheesh. That's like, oh. Romans and, 8 is like my favorite. The end. It's so good. Please read the end of Romans 8. The okay, no, is no it height nor depth. As, yes. Oh, okay. I love that one. I'm going to start at verse 35. Okay. It says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Whoever is listening to this, you can't be separated from God's love. Nothing in you case do. it wasn't obvious. Nothing you do. There's like nothing you can do. Like literally nothing. That's so comforting. Our God is so amazing. He is. Uh... If he can forgive a murderer and adulterer and not just forgive but continue to use him he calls him a man after his own heart he said in acts thirteen twenty two, it says he raised david to be their king of whom he testified and said i have found in david the son of jesse a man after my heart who will do all my will like he calls him he a said man all after the way his heart. all the way acts, acts. he's saying that like and it's like not only will God forgive you, but he can use you. He can yeah. use you publicly. So and he can use your mistakes yeah. publicly too. Which all goes back to like, you are never disqualified. Yeah. Because you can't ever disqualify yourself from mm. doing anything, no matter how much you mess up. If God called you to do it, if God called you to the school that you go to or the job that you have, if that's where God led you to, then there is... Okay, well... Don't think that there's, like, nothing. Like, don't just set the place on fire and be like, I'm not going to get fired. That's not what I mean. But there's nothing that can separate you from completing God's will. And I think I really struggle with that. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that in, like, relationships and, like, friendships and being scared. Honestly, in life to just, like, make the next move because Mm -hmm. you can be so scared that you're going to mess up and that God may take everything from you. But our pastor... What he told me mm-hmm. was that, like, God guides our steps, you know? Like, there's mm-hmm. no reason for us to be scared that we'll be the ones to make the wrong decision or for us to, like, disqualify ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we can mess up, but God can still use that messing up yeah. to, like, keep us qualified and bring more people to him. And I think in mm-hmm. Psalm 51, like, 12 and 13, it said, like, I will... He said something about, like, he will 
it says, restore to me the joy of your salvation mm. and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Right. And isn't that so like literally what that is saying is like where, where I have like messed up. I will teach your ways to people who are also deep in that messing mm-hmm. up so they will also turn to you if mm-hmm. i have a drinking problem and you restore your joy back to me then i can go to the ones who don't even see right. that they have a drinking problem and teach them your ways and how much grace you gave me and like push you back like it's yeah. just so much beauty in how god uses our like what we deem as mistakes like because right. they're i mean yes they are mistakes and yes they they are sinful but it's not to the point of ever disqualifying you you know there's so much power and vulnerability and taking what you've learned from your situation to share that with others and only the only enemy to that is pride yeah the only thing that'll ever stop that from being shared is your pride because your pride will tell you that you're not qualified your pride will told you will tell you that you went too far that your sin was too great for god to use you so god uses that great sin and the bible also talks about how like obviously i can't remember where it is i know it's in the new testament Mm -hmm. but it's just talking about how like god didn't god doesn't give us this grace to just like for us to just take advantage of like his kindness i think it literally says his kindness is meant to bring us back to him it's something about repentance right like his grace brings about repentance or something like that uh romans 2 4 i think is that where it is what Mm -hmm. does it say or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Yep, yeah, that okay. literally, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? I literally had it circled. Mm, I was amen. like, where is that? And that's Romans 2, 4. Yes, that okay. is like so true. Like, just because you mess up, that doesn't mean keep messing up. And God's grace isn't just a... Um, what's the word like a, a get out of jail free card mm. like okay well it's not meant to be abused or yeah, taken advantage of because literally the bible also says that everything you do you will have to account to the lord for right you know like yeah. i need to like it's not about us there's yeah. so much more than us if we if we make our sin and we make our our lives honestly so much about us then we can't pour into other people no yeah and it literally also says that in the Bible, like, keep your <laughs> eyes above, like, not on things below, like, set Jeez. your eyes up. And that literally, to me, means, like, on, keep your eyes on the bigger picture. Yeah. And when you keep your eyes on the bigger picture, then you know that your tiny little mistakes aren't gonna be what holds you back. And, of course, God uses that, the broken heart that we have from our sin to make us better. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be, like, the cycle that we're stuck in either. Of, like, right you know, okay, but God's grace, and like, mm-hmm. just keep going through, because then, one, you'll have to account all these things to Jesus, and right. that's going to be a sad day, because mm-hmm. I was listening to a sermon, and I mean, most preachers have said this, that like, sinning, sinning intentionally against God, like, knowing what you should do, and still doing the opposite, is quite literally being the same people that spit in his face when he was being crucified, mm. and it's like, we don't see it that way, but that is exactly what was happening you know yeah and once I heard that it makes me feel when I'm aware of me sinning or aware of a a bad habit that I have or something like Mm -hmm. it really the thought of me being someone that's spitting in Jesus face is so humbling and it's so like it just makes me want to like stop doing whatever it is I'm doing I feel like the point that we become 
like sin is something that's natural for us yeah it's in our nature but obviously the holy spirit reforms and changes us but i feel like the point that we become so accustomed or callous to a sin to the point where we either a justify it or b don't think it's wrong or c even starts to affirm or support it right that's an extreme level of it it's to the point where we do a sin so much that we start to think it's right instead and of it's wrong not and good. that's dangerous that's that's like the scariest place to be like to be so deep in your own sin that like you don't even see anything wrong with your sin Mm. that is like a place i fear getting to like yeah and the when you continue to abuse god's grace that's how you get to that point yeah yeah which is really but when you're but god sees your brokenness over your sin he sees your repentant heart and he sees your spirit over it you know and it's never something that you're too far into it's never something that it's never a place where you're too far gone that god can't redeem you so that's almost like rude to him to think that you can ever be like too deep yeah into something like he can't pull you out of it's like insulting his power in a way Mm. like you actually think that the god who created the universe can't Mm. like you're challenging me right now like you think that i can't pull you out of that it's like what yeah like how dare you you know something our pastor told me is that bad habits are hard not to go with how strong god is Mm. like it's it's harder for your bad habits not to leave in the face of god than for them to stay so don't Mm. underestimate the power of god over your sins yeah he sees your brokenness just talk to him but there's no cycle that you're in that god can't pull you out of yeah so if you left with anything from today (laughs) leave knowing that if you made the worst mistake of your life or you're in just horrible habits or like you feel like your past is not like worthy of being listened to by others or disqualifies you even if you are a different person Mm -hmm. a if god called you which he did because you are his chosen people Mm -hmm. then you are qualified to do whatever it is that you were called to do Mm -hmm. and it's because God qualifies you to do that. Mm-hmm. And be encouraged that you can never separate yourself from God. I think it's like one of David's psalms of like, like basically talking about when I wake up, you're there. If I'm like in my mother's womb, like you were there. Yeah. Like basically David just going on and on about how wherever I am, like you are there with me. And mm. so there's nothing that you can do to separate yourself from God. Like, he accounts for your humanity when making his plans for you mm-hmm. you know so you're always qualified and it's never too late to yes. start anything or it's to never do something late. if it's put on your heart to do it then don't think that oh i've waited too long so i can't start now like mm-hmm. god probably hates me or like it's it's too late like the circumstances have changed if it's still in your heart to do it then you need to do it like yes. please, that's just it please don't wait till tomorrow Yes, tomorrow's not promised. Mm. It's also prideful okay, to finish think- my sentence. No, seriously, <laughs> tomorrow is so not promised. It's also prideful to think that like you that you, you can't even right that you have time like that you actually have that right. Yeah, like you don't have that right to time. That's yeah. literally all up to God. Yeah, my closing my or or my um my charge to you all is to please don't let self-condemnation keep you from your purpose yeah that god has for you because you have too much to give to this world 
than to let yourself stop you from it and to let the enemy stop you from it yeah you have too much to give and he's put you for here for a reason so please please do what he's calling you to do please live today please please live please be happy please (sighs) yeah because even now like even like us recording this right now it's like it almost puts fear in me of like oh my gosh, what if I'm not qualified enough to talk about all Mm -hmm. these different topics? What if I don't remember them perfectly? But then I have to remember that, like, even in this, like, because, like we said, we're right there with you. Like, God knows our hearts, too. You Mm -hmm. know, like, Mm -hmm. he knows what we are trying to do. Yeah. And when I remember that, I feel less pressure to, like, get everything right Mm -hmm. and not get anything wrong. I just Mm -hmm. feel like I... Not that I can mess up but in a way like if i did nothing is gonna happen you get what i'm saying like it's just what i'm whatever it is that i'm fearing is gonna happen if Mm -hmm. i mess up or tell a story wrong like that's just not yeah that's not gonna happen the holy spirit is speaking and it's really just our job to be messengers you know we're not perfect either so i guess overall overall age education and sin does not qualify you from serving the Lord. Yeah, because all have sinned and fallen short. Mm-hmm. We sin, just no. Education, no. It may add more to your, like, repertoire. Right. Like, what you can pull it's from. It's great. Education is great. It's awesome. But don't let that be the barrier to doing to what God has called you. still be disqualified. Right. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are a few people <laughs> who have graduated and are God is still like, no. Yeah, that's not where I told you to go. Right. So. so follow what God is telling you to do. Don't let your own self get in the way. Don't let your pride get in the way. Just yeah. follow the Lord. Because he looks at our hearts. A purpose-filled life is so much better than one where we try to make our own path. Yeah. So just please just follow him. And if we can be a good example of that and us trying to get over our own, you know, and mental fears. blocks and fears, then, you know, so be it, so. Yeah. Um, I forgot our outro, but, well, I can't say I forgot it. We just don't have one yet. This is episode two, and I'm not going to rush it. When it comes, it comes. Oh, I have an announcement. I have two announcements. First, please follow us on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I hate people that do that. Please follow us on Instagram Instagram at Holy Girl Hotline. Yeah. Because it would just be a good way to, like, give updates about when we're posting. Yeah. Maybe little, like, um, questionnaires and stuff to gauge which, what, what you guys want from us yes. and what would help. And also, we have a new segment that we will be adding to the podcast, as if it's not long enough already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys want more. <laughs> Only on episode two. New segment. <laughs> well, like, because, like, when I listen to podcasts, it's like, well, I'm doing stuff throughout the day. Yeah, it's so fun. And I, like, I, like don't want it to listen. end. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I like the people. I'm laughing with them. Yeah. Like, Where'd you so go? Hopefully it's like that. But, um, yeah. so we're going to add a new segment called The Hotline. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dramatic. But basically, it's going to be a segment where we, um, you guys can submit questions to us on Instagram. You can either DM us or there will be, like, a story up and you can, like, comment. Um, and basically, it's going to be, like, you can send us questions. Any, it could literally be anything. Yeah. It could be, like, a personal question. It could be, like, a spiritual question. It could be, like, a goofy question. Ah. A goofy question would be so fun. Like, talk about, like, I don't know, something silly. But see, if, oh, okay, maybe, like, a would you rather. Yeah, I think like, goofy so, questions, like, 
not good. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm no, no like, I meant just, like, like fun. Like, just fun, lighthearted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe we'll choose, like, two questions to answer during the hotline section at yeah, the beginning the of the podcast. That or, yeah. Fun. And so, like, submit those to us. It could be anything. It will give you a little shout-out. Yay. And it will be fun. So, yeah, that's my announcements. That's all I got. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Holy Girl Hotline. Mm-hmm. With your host, Sid and Bree. You said it backwards. It's Bree and Sid. Uh, Bree and Sid. I'm Bree. I'm Sid. We should start off like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be like a good mm-hmm. um, intro, even though it's yeah. not true. All right, guys. We're taking up too much of your time. Have a nice Holy Girl week, and we will see you later. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gosh.